Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you, O Lord, for your blessings and your mercies. You've brought us to the midst of the week, um, the, the week we should have watched for and waited for, knowing that we were going to be strengthened to, to finish the path for this week, O Lord. And I pray and ask that you would forgive us of our sins and that you would please create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Father, we need your Holy Spirit. We can't do anything without your Holy Spirit. Our sacrifice will not be accepted without your Spirit. And Lord, we ask for the help of holy angels. They're here with us. We thank you for their presence. Please may you permit them to flap their wings and scatter the darkness around us. Please help them to, please may you permit them to pour their holy oil into us, dispelling us of error also, and dry and keep away the dis distraction dis and the discouragements and help our minds to be taken to heaven, O oh Lord. We have the highest power of the Godhead here with us, even the Holy Spirit, and we, we, we welcome his presence. And we ask for conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment that he will bring things to our remembrance, that he will show us things to come, that he will guide us into all truth, and that, and that he would comfort us with the truth. And Father, that's one phase of his work. Another phase of his work is to set the fruits of the Spirit home to the heart. And I pray, O oh Lord, that both phases of his works would be, would be done here this evening, that he would, he would teach us the truth, but also give us the, the, the life of the truth, which is the fruits of the Spirit. We need that, O oh Lord. We need that so that you would be pleased with our offering and our sacrifice. We want to fully leave our Laodicean condition. And I ask that you bless us as we open up your word, for this is where we go to leave that condition. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. On Sabbath, uh, I praise God for what was covered. And, you know, and right now, as you can see on the board, I have this. I can't write out what I, the other part I wanted to write. But you can see authoritative, informative, and reliable. And the reason why that, that is there um, over Sabbath, um, the health message, I think it was high blood pressure, right? Yeah. High blood pressure. And um, the, the Sabbath school was the root of evil. And, and then the, the divine service, the part that I want to focus on now, is the, the path, the, you know, walking that narrow path. And we've reached the midst of the week. And on that narrow path, the, 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 amen, what happened? Some grew what? And what did Christ do? All right, he waved, he waved his right arm. And what is the right arm, we're told, is one of his, his things. It's the health message. Every time we come to the prayer meeting, the Lord is wanting to heal us from something. Every prayer meeting, he wants to heal us from something. And my prayers, I'm like, Lord, I pray that you will heal us from because it's a true thing you're doing. It's a real thing you're doing, and, and, and I want that real experience this evening. Is the, you, you've, the, you've set up the prayer meeting before the world ever was because you knew at the end of the world your people would need healing every week. So I pray that we receive a healing this evening, whether physically or spiritually, it doesn't matter. My prayer is that we receive it because Christ literally put it there to do just that in the literal week. So I thank God for that. And how do I know that is for healing? It's easy to prove. The Bible is just a beautiful thing. The, the, the path is from Eden to the second coming. That's the path. That's literally one what? One week. And what did he put in the midst of the week? The cross. But, but how do you explain? Because the, the, the cross is the bright light. It's true then. What's the light? The light is Eden. He gave the light of the cross in Eden. That was the light. And the cross is the exceeding bright light set up behind us. The cross is lit and it shines all along the path to the city, to the second coming. So it's really nice how the Lord laid it out. So every week we should have a message about the what? The cross. Because it's at the cross where we receive healing. That's where the healing comes from. Because on the cross, Christ did stretch out his hands um, to heal us. And he, there was two thieves on the cross. And the healing more than, more than likely came from the right hand to the thief that was on the right side. So he got that healing. So we are that thief. 
And the Lord wants us, the Lord wants to heal us. And so you can see it all through the Bible. You can just walk through the Bible and you can see these things. So I pray that as we go through this today, that we would really receive a healing this evening, that we would not leave here the way we came thinking. All right. So the way we came here thinking, I hope we leave here thinking differently um, because that's what the Lord really wants to heal. How do I know that? Man fell by lying words. So man is recovered by truthful words. It was, a, it was words that caused man's fall and it's words that recover man. So Christ always wants to heal the thinking every, every time because it's thinking that put us in this mess. So it's thinking that will get us out of this mess. So I pray that this prayer meeting may Christ raise his right arm for us this evening and get us out of the thinking that has got us in whatever mess that we've gotten into. So that we, amen, which is our imagination. Why am I going there? Something said that, you know, I believe the Spirit of God says, look up the meaning of Bible. I've looked it up before, and I always walk away. Does anyone know what the meaning of Bible is? I don't know. I, I know the answer I expect to get. What does it mean? Book of books. Amen. We've all looked it up. I hope we all looked it up before. But it means book of books. It also means something else. Yeah, it means the what? The it means the book. So it's the book of book because it's the word of God. Because remember, man fell by a word and man is recovered by the word. Amen? Christ is the word made flesh. Not a word made flesh. The word made. There is no word without Christ. So that word was made flesh. And that's what's designed to heal us. But another meaning that I've never seen before. And they said one of his meanings is authoritative informative, and reliable. Does anyone see what they just did? Air. Air. Mm -hmm. It's air. This is the air God wants to breathe. So today's health message is about air. That's what we're going to talk about, the air of God. If you don't breathe, you lose consciousness. If you breathe, you have consciousness. So we may have natural breath. That means we have natural consciousness. But we may not have the holy oil that gives us spiritual consciousness. So the Lord wants our conscience to be alive, and Satan wants to deaden our conscience. So today we want to look at how Satan's deadens. Every lukewarm person is in a dead conscious state. That's where they are. They're in a dead state, and the Lord is trying to give them air so that they can breathe, so that they can live again and breathe the conscious life that he wants them to breathe. So we're going to continue with 4T. That's where we did, stopped off in two prayer meetings ago. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Can I just have a, the notes? Let's send the, you send the notes, right? Mm -hmm. Can I just have a reader for the first, the first paragraph and the bold of the last paragraph? The first paragraph and the bold of the last paragraph. And I, and I really want to encourage the reading of this chapter in regards to Laodicea. This is what she's focusing on um, in, this, in, the, in, this, in this passage is, is the spirit of Laodicea that must be overcome. Can I have a reader for the first one? The first, actually, the first paragraph, the second one, and then the bold in the last one. Loud and clear, please. God's work of refining and purifying must go on until a servant is so humble, so dead to self, that when called into active service, their eye will be single to his glory. He will then accept their efforts. They will not move rashly from impulse. They will not rush on and imperil the Lord's cause. Being slaves to temptations and passions and followers of their own carnal minds set on fire by Satan. Oh, yep. how... Sorry, their own carnal what? Mind. Set on fire by who? 
Satan. All right, so we're going to see how Satan sets people's minds on fire. Go ahead. Oh, how fearfully is the cause of God marred by man's perverse will and unsubdued temper. How much suffering he brings upon himself by following his own headstrong passions. Following his own what? I should have bowled that. What is he following? Headstrong passions. This is very important, this part. This, this part, uh, uh, tonight, passion is the false ear. That's, that's the contaminated ear that the world is breathing. Because Satan is the prince of the power of the what? Ear. And he breathes on people's passions. The Holy Spirit does a different kind of breathing. He's not breathing on people's passions like that. He's breathing on people's conscience. That's what he's breathing on. So there's two kinds of ears that humanity breathes. One is passion and one is reason. And we're going to look at that as we go along. So continue, please. God brings men over the ground again and again, increasing the pressure until perfect humility and a transformation of character bring them into harmony with Christ in the spirit of heaven. And they are victors over themselves. Amen. That's it? Mm -mm. I'm going into the second paragraph. Okay, before you go on to the second one. So, the Lord, we have to keep this in mind. Every week, we're going over the same ground. Because Adam fell during the week. So the Lord is bringing man over the same ground that Adam fell. So until, until humanity is back to the image that God made in the beginning. Until we get back to that, no eternal life. Amen. We get back to that, then we can come on to eternal life. And Satan is trying to hinder us every week. So that we don't develop that and come to the Sabbath where we get what? Eternal life. It's on the Sabbath. It's the rest where we get this eternal life. So we have to make sure that we walk in this path faithfully, courageously, and watching the passions. It's the passions that Satan works on. Every week, he's trying to get us to fall into the dark and wicked world below. And we only fall there when we don't guard our passions. And the Lord is speaking to us. This is very important for us to understand. I hope I can get very far in my notes with this. But can you read the second one, please? God has called men from different states and has been testing and proving them to see what characters would they, would, they would develop to see if they could be trusted to keep the fort at length. Okay, you can skip that. Go to the part where she begins with Laodicea. I think it's the third paragraph. Yes, yes. All right, yes, that's the one I, I'm actually looking for, that one. Okay. The Laodicean message applies to the people of God who profess to believe present truth. The greater part so, Hold on, stop. Who is it talking to? Us. Us, right? We pro it's talking to Adventists as a whole, but they're not walking in the light. So, so now the Lord narrowed it down to us. Because we're, amen, which is true. Which is true. So it's talking to them. Amen. It's talking to them because of that. So notice it's talking to people in the present truth, not Protestants. They're not in the present truth. They're in the holy place. The present truth is the most holy place. So this has nothing to do with Protestants. This has nothing to do with the world. They're in the courtyard. And the, the Bible says, leave out the courtyard. Let them stay out there and, tr and keep trampling the sanctuary and the host. That's what they do. That's what, the that's what worldly people do. They're trampling the truth about the sanctuary and the people of the sanctuary. And the Protestants came to the holy place, but they didn't come to the present truth, which is the most holy place. So the message of Laodicea is dealing with the people judged. It's dealing with the people who've accepted the message of the judgment. That's who it's dealing with. It's, call it's called the message to the judge, the people judged. Continue, please. Um, the greater part are lukewarm professors. Stop. A greater part are what? Lukewarm professors. So it's not all. Is everyone following? It's not all. That's what she just said. She says the greater part are foolish virgins. But the wise virgins, they're not a part of that. They're trying to walk in the light. And they're trying to stay out of that condition and fully be recovered from that condition. 
But she says the greater part is not, they're not, they're not doing this. The wise is both hot and they're cold at the same time. What do I mean by that? They recognize that they need the Spirit of God and they need His grace. And they're, and they're working hard to do what they can to receive the grace that God has freely given to them. They're working very hard at that. While another class, they know what God wants and they know they're lacking, but they're doing nothing. They're not doing anything about it because they don't really know their condition in order to do something about it. Well, you can continue, because she's going to mention a lot of those things, but we're not going to read it in there. You continue. God signified that he, would, that he wanted men at the great heart of the work to correct the state of things existing there and to stand like faithful sen sentinels at their post of duty. He has given them light at every point to instruct, encourage, and confirm them as the case required. But notwithstanding all this, those who should be faithful and true fervent in Christian zeal of gracious temper, knowing and loving Jesus earnestly, are found aiding the enemy to weaken and discourage those whose God, whom God is using to build up the work. The term lukewarm is applicable to this class. They profess to love the truth, yet are deficient in Christian fervor or, and um, devotion. Easy to see now, right? We should look amongst us and see if we are doing that. Is our ways discouraging those who's trying to build up the work? Are we a part of those advancing God's cause and trying to build it up? And those who are building up, are we discouraging them by saying things to them that should not be said? Or encouraging things amongst them that shouldn't be encouraged? Or staying away from them? Or not communicating with them? Or not talking to them? Or not trying to encourage them to keep building? This is what she's talking about. She says the greater part is not doing that. It's not encouraging those who are building the greater part. So when you look in living waters, how many members are us? And what does she say? The greater part is not doing it. Bring it home. The greater part is Adventists as a whole. They're clearly not doing it. And this small group is trying to do it. But when you come into the small group, the greater part is really not doing it. We have to see that it's talking about us. The greater part is not doing it. And tonight I hope we, we will be able to see how we're not doing it. This, this evening, this is, this is Christ raising his white arm. This is how Christ heals. He heals by wounding, showing us our condition, and then he, he gives the remedy. And if we're willing to take the remedy, if we're, the remedy is counsel. If we're willing to take the counsel that Christ has given, then the healing process will begin. And then we'll come to the Sabbath healed people, ready to receive the next healing for the next week. And for those watching, the same applies to you wherever you may be found. You, either you're in the greater part, that's not doing what this quote says, or you're in the part that's building up and trying to do what the quote says. We have to bring this home. We have to bring this home to ourselves and examine ourselves if we're in that place. That's the end of the quote, right? No. Okay, you can stop there, and because um, this we can read, I, I want to get to the next part. Go down to the next, the bowl. I think is the last quote, um, the last one yes. from 14, and just the bowl. Page five. Page five, thank you, page five. Okay. The bold, just a bold, I, th I hope Felicia got the right one. The true witness? Yes. That the true witness counsels us to buy of him gold tried in the fire, white raiment, and eye salve. The gold here recommended as having been tried in the fire is faith and love. It makes the heart rich, for it has been purged until it is pure, and the more it is tested, the more brilliant is its luster. The hold, white. Hold on. Listen, what did you say about temptation? God is helping you what? Overcome it. And what does that quote say you must have in order to do that? Faith and love. 
-hmm. right? We must have faith and love. If we're not overcoming temptation, then what are we lacking? Faith and love. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. We're lacking faith and love. So then, Lord, increase my faith. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me if I'm lacking that faith and love so that I can overcome. Because if we don't, he's going to bring us over to what? Same ground. Why is he bringing us over the same ground? So that we would obtain that faith and love. That's the reason for studying Millerite history. That's where we learn what true faith and true love is. Because that's what James White and Joseph Bates, William Miller, and Haskell, Hiram Edson, and Ellen White had. And they made it through that experience. And the Lord says, buy that. Purchase that. How do we purchase it? By doing the exact same thing they did. That's how we do it. Do exactly what they did. Copy, copy. The Lord left them as an example for us to copy. We, and we have to enter into that experience just like they did. To get, obtain that. We got to get that faith and that love. You can continue, please. The white raiment is purity of character and the righteousness of Christ imparted to the sinner. This is indeed a garment of heavenly texture that can be bought only of, only of Christ for a life of willing obedience. The eye salve is that wisdom and grace which enables us to discern between the evil and the good and to detect sin under any guise. Because that's the end of it? No. You can stop right there because that's really what I wanted. So I wanted to take on the eye salve part. And this week... That's what I want to look, go from uh, this prayer meeting is from that. She says that I have is, is that divine grace, right? Wisdom and grace, Wisdom and grace that helps us to detect what? How? How? In any what? So in any character any one of us desires to come in, if you have the I have, you're going to detect if that person is doing good or evil. That's what the Lord wants to give us. The ability to read people's character and to see by what they say and what they do, whether it's for good or for evil. Why do I need to know that? Because Eve had that before she fell. That's what she had. She knew the serpent couldn't talk. She knew that. But she, were, she was willing to rely on her what? Feelings. That's what, she, that's what she rested her case on. She put reason to sleep. And put feeling in the place of reason. That's what Eve did that day. She made a transfer. She transferred the nature God gave her from reason to feeling. And she listened to the serpent. She was warned. She received counsel. She was counseled that the serpent was going to come. She was counseled Satan was on the prowl. She was counseled to watch out. But she allowed her passion to get the best of her. She didn't guard it whatever day that week was. I wonder if it was a Wednesday. She became weary and stopped watching. And she fell and listened to the serpent. I'm just, it's just holy speculation. That's all I'm trying to do. That's what Eve did. She felt her and the serpent fed her passion. He fed her desire. That's what he did. Because Eve says she saw the tree that it was one to make one wise and, and, good, for and good for food. And the, she says something with desire. A desire to make one wise. That's what she said. It's good for food and, and a desire to make one wise. Eve literally gave way to her feelings. The serpent beguiled her. So this is what I want. From this point on, this is how Satan always works. Every one of Satan's ministers, there's two ways we can preach in the Bible. We can preach to apply to people's reason, or we can preach to apply to people's feelings, disregarding reason. That's, that's, the, that's the only two ways that we can deal with people. And so this is my testimony for this week. When the Lord was helping me to understand this, one thing I'm learning that the Lord does, 
a lot of the times when the Lord, if we pay attention to our daily living, whenever the Lord desires to teach us something, he will give us the experience fit into the thing he wants to teach us. If we literally pay attention to what we do every day in what we're doing, that you didn't design your day. You may have thought you designed your day, but God designs our day. Once we enter into the path of the first, the second, and third, God is to design our day. That's what those who have oil, they're following the design of God. The foolish version is resisting the design of God. That's what they're doing. They're not willing to travel the path that God has marked out for them. Why? Because they can't see it. They don't have no what? No oil. They don't have no oil. They have faith. They have no oil. They have because the Bible says they believe. But their belief doesn't lead to what? To repentance. And good works. And good, they resist, the foolish resist the spirit. The wise embrace the spirit. Jesus, the Bible says Jesus was led of the spirit. So the foolish re refuse the leading of the spirit. And whatever they go through, we can examine ourselves if we're resisting it. We need to know if we're resisting the spirit or we're being led by it. We really need to understand these things, that we're really being led by the spirit. The only way to know is by the word of God. That's the only way we're going to know, by examining what we're doing this evening to see if we're being led. And tonight I hope we'll be able to see within ourselves if we're really allowing God to lead us or we're allowing our passions to lead us. There's only two ways man is led, by reason or passion. That's it. There's nothing else. We're either being led by reason or we're being led by passions. That's it. Those are only two things, reason or passion. Our reason is either corrupted and that's going to corrupt our passions. Or our reason sanctified and that will sanctify our passions. It will sanctify our feelings. So that's what we want to look at. So you stopped off at the, the ISAF, and now the next heading in there is reasons, right? Yes. I'm not going to read everything. The Bible says, come, let us what? Reason, reason together. together. All right, then what do we use to reason? The next one brings me to Acts 17, right? Yes. And yes. Paul says, the Bible says, as his manner would. What did he do? He what did he reason from? So what's the source of my reason? The, the authoritative word. This is the source of all my reason. If whatever I'm doing, I have no reason for it based upon the Bible, then what's your reason for doing it? You're, you're, you're going to be what? Speechless. You have no reason for doing it. Now, many things we do, there's things we do that we don't know why we do it. We just do it because of tradition, customs, and, and habits. And the Bible doesn't hold that against us. God doesn't hold that against us because we really don't know. But that which he makes us to know he expects to see a change based upon what he's made known to us. Based upon the information he gave us, he expects us, he expects to see a change in our life. And that change should be that we become to see that God's word is now really reliable. That we, we are safe by trusting these reasons. That we're safe by breathing this air as we go through our week. Why is this important? What's the next heading? William Miller, right? Yeah. Okay, what did, what did William Miller say? What is the Bible? He called the Bible a feast of reasons. I hope, we, I, hope, I hope we can follow this thought. If we don't like to reason, we're not going to like the Bible. When Adam and Eve fell, reason was brought into captivity. And passions now held sway. This is why people don't come to the Bible. Because the Bible is speaking to your reason. And if you like your feelings, you won't come to the light. You're not going to come to the light. You know what else this is saying? This is the reason why some of us don't communicate. Those who reason, we won't, if, we, if we're being led by our passions, we're not going to want to talk to those people. We should be able to see amongst us who likes to reason. 
God expects us to see that. And those who like to reason, if we don't like to reason, just like we won't study the Bible, we won't like to walk with those people who are studying the Bible that we can see by the reason in which they're doing things and the teaching in which they're teaching. If, I'm, if, I'm, if, if ministers stand up here and we don't appeal to the reasons of the congregation, then we're not doing the thing the Spirit says to do. The Holy Spirit convicts our reason and understanding, not merely our feelings. He speaks to the conscience. Romario went over this some months ago. That's what he speaks to, the conscience, our understanding. And if ministers are not doing that, they're not God's messengers. They're not his messengers. And God expects us to know which part of our nature is being enhanced. Is it my reason or is it my passion? We have to understand this. If someone is preaching and your passion is being awakened, that's the serpent. That's the, is everyone following? Because the first preacher in the Bible, that, we, that the first recorded preacher in the Bible, because was who? Who was the first recorded preacher? The visible one that we can read. It was a serpent. Man was a man that didn't need to be preached to. He was in a good condition. Man was fine. He was walking with God. Man was doing, he was perfect. The Bible says God saw everything that he made. He was very good. Man didn't need preaching. So preaching overcame our first parents. So preaching redeems us. Now we need the preaching of salvation. It was preaching of destruction that caused our fall. Now we need a preaching of salvation to restore us from the fall. It was the first preaching, Ellen White says, it, our parents fell by passion. And Jesus came now to put reason back in place over passion. Go ahead, Swinda. Um, as you're going over, you know, this thought just came to mind. When you reason from the scriptures, you're not only giving people what the scriptures say, but new thoughts will come. Amen. That's what I'm, as you're saying, Amen. I was like, that's why people don't like to hear you because Amen. as you reason, thoughts come in their mind. New thoughts come to the person reasoning, and Amen. they'll say it, and people look at you like that. Where you get that from? Yep. And that's why people don't like to hear people because they and then they just say, ah, you're making that up, are you? Taking yep. that off of your own your own mind understanding or whatever. Yeah. And 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 but if they reason how you get there, they'll, they'll see, see what why you saying. get there. And you know how I know that's true. When I talk to my brother Swindon or even my daughter Alyssa, I'll say something and her reason makes her pick it up. Immediately she gets it. Oh, that's what you're saying. And when she says something and shares something, immediately I get it. Because we're working on the same lines. And brethren, I really want everyone to understand this. If we don't like to talk to our ministers, then something's wrong with us. If our ministers is reasoning when they come up here and preach and we don't enjoy their conversation, then we are clinging to passions because it's our feelings that's keeping us away from them. There's no such thing as loving God's word and not loving the person in whom God's word is coming from. No such thing. Amen. If you love God's word, you should love the one in whom God's word is flowing from. You should be attracted to that person. And if you're not attracted to me or anyone, of, anyone who teaches the word, then something is wrong with you. That's the message to Laodicea. Something's wrong with you. Your feelings is what's putting a barrier. Feelings cause man to put a barrier between him and his God. It was feelings that made Eve and Adam do what they did. And reason is to bring them from doing what they did back to how God wants them to be. Go ahead. I heard Rashad first. Yeah, even in, even okay. in the meaning of reason, it says, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. brutes do not reason. Children reason imperfectly. 
Amen. And then another thing too was um, reason is also judgment is to, to is to is to is to place a a is to judge between between two things judge between what the person is saying and what your 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 thought is or so forth or or with the yes or Amen. what the Bible is saying Amen. and from MS seventy seven she 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 writes and says we need at we need at this time to send up the prayer to God it says give us therefore thy servant an understanding heart that I may judge thy people that I may Amen. discern between good and good bad and, and she says this discernment between good and evil is righteous judgment. I love that. That's so, nice. so to have eye salve is to have righteous judgment. So when you have the eye salve, you'll be able to hear when somebody speaks and discern the guys if, if it's good or evil. You'll be able to pick it up because your reason is functioning and working. So when people open up their mouth to say something or do something, man, if you have the eye salve, you're going to be able to tell. You will just know that, man, what he just did, I know it's a good thing he did, but I, I see some evil in it. I see some evil in it. Amen. And thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it up. That was the testimony that the Lord gave me that last week to, to, to enhance this understanding. Last week, a situation came up where there was a little discussion going on. And if the brother's watching, I'm, I'm not talking about you. I'm highlighting the example. There was a discussion that went on. And, and the person commented to something that was said, and something said, don't respond to him. And I didn't know why at that time. It says, do not respond to this message. And I wrote the person, I said, my friend, anything you say, I'm not going to respond. I just want to let you know this because I don't want you to feel offended when I don't respond to anything you say. And shortly thereafter, messages started to come in. And then the Lord says, he's speaking by feelings. It's not reason. Because if it was reason, the Lord showed what he should have done if it was reason. And I'm like, God, this is, this is a powerful thing your people's going to have. When someone is in their feeling, silence is eloquence. You can't speak to them. They're unreasonable. You can't say anything. And I've been learning that when, like, I, I notice I'm talking to people. You can, I don't know all the time. But there are some cases where you will know because we're not that, we're, we're getting there. By the grace of God, if we continue, we'll get there. We'll be faithful. That's what Christ wants to really give to us. And now when, when the Lord says when people speak, try to understand if they're speaking from a reasonable point of view or a feeling-based point of view. Because if it's feeling, any reason you give, they're going to block it. They're going to block it. They're not prepared to receive any reason. Amen. So the Bible says in that case, silence is eloquence. But if a per how do I know that? The two thieves on the cross, one was reasonable and one was unreasonable. And Christ didn't say a single thing to the unreasonable one, but he said something to the reasonable one. And then you saw with Pilate and, and um, Herod. Christ didn't say nothing to Herod because he rejected the reason that God, John was trying to give him. And he allowed passions to hold sway over him. So there was nothing Christ could say that would, there was no reasonable thing Jesus can say. So do y'all know what, what, what I'm trying to say? If we approach the Bible with our feeling, Christ is going to be silent to us. He's not going to talk to us. If we come to the Bible with our passions and our feelings unsubdued, no light from the Word of God. That's why the Holy Spirit didn't communicate to the foolish virgins. They didn't subdue their passions. So they couldn't receive divine communication. You know what Ellen White said about Judas? As long as Judas was there, the God in Christ wouldn't talk to him. It wouldn't talk to him. Humanity spoke to Judas. 
and he wouldn't receive the light from his humanity. So when he left, you know what Ellen White says? Now God through Christ spoke to the disciples because the evil passion that was withholding God from communicating to the disciples was now gone. So now he can talk to the disciples. But, but that, that's, we, we need to check our passions and our feelings. God is trying to talk to our reason. And if we, the Bible says, come and let us what? So if you don't come ready to reason, he's not going to talk to you. Because you didn't come ready to reason. The way you come ready to reason, leave everything at the door of investigation. Leave it. That's what reason says. And approach God with humble prayer and say, Lord, please help me. I, I'm, I, you said I must do this. You said I must study. Help me to understand. And Jesus says, if any man willeth to do of his will, he shall what? No. He shall know. So we got to come to the Bible willing to do God's will and to know what is the truth. And the Bible says we shall know. It's opened up to us. But if we just come nonchalantly, just open it up, I'm going to look at the seven thunders today. I'm going to look at Daniel and Revelation. Uh, let, me, let me just read this. We're not going to get anything from the Lord. We're not going to get anything from them. So why is this important? Let us continue. What is the next one? This is from GC still, right? Where William Miller... I want us to see something. I want everything I'm saying now. I want to support it with this next quote. Go ahead. Somebody read it loud and clear. Where? Um, page five still. No. Page seven. Page seven. Yeah, page okay, five. page seven. The second quote in reference to William Miller. Many who do not. Yes. Many who do not accept his views as to the exact time of the second advent were convinced of the certainty and nearness of Christ's coming and their need of preparation. In some of the large cities, his work produced a marked impression. Liquor dealers abandoned the traffic and turned their shops into meeting rooms, gambling, gambling dens were broken up, infidels, deists, universalists, and the most abandoned fertilogates were reformed. Some Hold on, what did those people just give up? What was, con what was controlling them? Passion. Their passions. Miller's reason, Miller's preaching made those people put away their passions. Their whole life they were controlled by their passions. And now she's going to tell us what reason now does. The first angel's message, when it's preached correctly, that's the fruit we should always see. That. People giving up their passions. Every time the gospel's preached, people should leave their passions behind and, and let reason bear sway in the mind. Because that's what God communicates to. Come let us reason together. Go ahead, continue. And the most abandoned profilicates were reformed, some of whom had not entered a house of worship of years. Prayer meetings were established by the various... What was established? So who comes to prayer meetings? Reasonable people. Reasonable people are found in the prayer meetings. When reason is restored, you will be found in the prayer meeting. So I praise God for that. We're in the right place. So reason shows us that we made the right choice by being here today. But we still got to subdue the passions. Continue. Prayer meetings were established by the various denominations in different quarters at almost every hour, businessmen assembling at midday for prayer and praise. There was no extravagant excitement. but There was no what? Extravagant All right, continue. But an almost universal solemnity on the minds of the people. His work, like that of the early reformers, tended rather to convince the understanding and arouse the conscience than merely to excite the emotions. All right. So what is the preaching supposed to do? Convince the understanding. Convince the understanding. 
The Lord, amen, Ellen White is showing us the fruit that every minister who stands here should bring to their message. If their teaching don't convince the understanding, it's not, that's not God's messenger. That's not the Lord's messenger. We have to see this. If we don't see this, then we won't know when someone stands in the pulpit and bringing the hellish torch of what? False prophecy. What does she say about Satan's messengers? They bring the hellish torch of what? And what was the first quote that Asante read? The fires of what? The hellish torch of false prophecy excites the passions. That's what it does. When people leave church, they don't go away saying, man, I understood. They're going away saying, I felt good. Go ahead. That was a false prophecy. Amen. To do what? To murder. But the Holy Spirit was there trying to appeal to their reason. Amen. That's a very good example. So I, I just really want to see the Lord really wants us to come to a place where we pay attention to what's being taught and also look at how we speak to people. Am I speaking from a reasonable point of view or am I speaking from my feelings? Is my, is my communication to this person based upon my feelings or is it based upon reason? And, is, and the person who's communicating to me, is he speaking from his feelings or is he speaking from reason? Because if he's speaking from feelings, then our conversation is not going to go anywhere. And if I'm speaking from feelings, the conversation is not going to go anywhere. Because you can't reason with feelings. It changes. It's one thing today and it's another thing tomorrow. So you know what the Lord says? Whenever you see someone guess like that, the best thing to do is wait. Wait. Amen. And it'll turn it into another thing yeah. and another thing and another thing. Amen. We've always experienced that. We experience that all the time. So the Lord is telling us to keep our feelings in check. Keep it in check. If we're going to communicate to each other, it should be from a reasonable point of view. Amen. And when we do this, I'm telling you, you're going to start detecting good from evil. And you're going to start detecting why people stay away from me. You're going to start seeing that. Those who don't like to reason, they're not going to want to hold a conversation with you. And those who enjoy a good reason will like to hold a conversation with you. How do I know that? Because the Bible says, come and let us what? So if you like a feast of reason like William Miller did, guess what you'll do? You will always come to the Bible. Because Christ will always reason with you. He will always show you the answer to your problem because there's a reasonable solution to your situation. There's a real reason for why what is happening is happening. And every day my prayer, I'm like, Lord, why is my eyes like this? What is the reason? What is the cause of this? And from time to time, he gives me an answer, and I just got to wait. I got to wait. The Lord is going to show us one day the reason for, for, for the condition that I'm in. He's going to show us. He's really going to show it to us. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. With somebody else. But you find somebody that likes to reason too. Amen. Your brother should like to reason. Amen. So let's continue in a quote. Now it's a quote from Ellen White, right? Yeah, um, merely means only. I, I had that there for only. And emotions is dealing with feelings. That's why I put those up. So when she says, his, his message was tended to convince their understanding than, mere, than only their emotions. And the Lord helped me to understand that. I was like, praise God. 
The word of God does speak to our feelings. It does. But God wants to put reason over feelings. Feelings is secondary. Reasons is primary. Satan always speaks to the, the secondary, never the primary. We're going to see why he does that. Amen. Amen. Right thoughts should lead to right feelings. Wrong thoughts lead to wrong feelings. If the thoughts is right, the feelings will be right, because both these makes up moral character. So how did man become immoral? Wrong thought led to wrong feeling. And Adam and Eve became immoral because of a wrong thought, which led to a wrong feeling. She thought that she was feeling good, but so Christ had to come and give her sorrow to convince her the good you're feeling is really evil. It's not good. You cannot get good feeling from doing something evil. You should get sorrow, but now your understanding is so messed up, you think that raping somebody brings you a good feeling. You think that stealing from somebody brings you good feeling. That's not, that's not right. Caring for somebody's body should bring you good, good feelings. Caring for somebody's belongings should bring you good feelings. But then you have the other class who care for people all day long without reason. Without reason. And thinking it's going to bring them what? That's the lukewarm people. They don't know that they're actually what? Miserable. They're miserable. They're doing all of this good work, but they don't have the Spirit of God, which is reason. The Holy Spirit speaks to us reasonably. This is, how, this is, what, this is the great deception Satan has upon people. This terrible deception. We think the good we're doing and the feeling we're getting is from heaven. No, it's not. Because you have a wrong thought, it don't matter how good you feel. It's not a good feeling. It's evil. It's a feeling. Because I guarantee you, if I challenge your thought, that good feeling all of a sudden becomes now a bad one. Immediately, as soon as I challenge the thought you're holding and showing you from the Bible, that's an unreasonable thought you have. All of a sudden, you're mad. And that's designed to show you that you're really miserable. You saw it with Cain. Amen. What's the reason for you being angry? What is your reason for being angry, Cain? Because your brother's doing good that you won't do? Well, if you do the right thing, then you'll get the same good feeling your brother gets. But the feeling you're, you're now harboring is not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. We need to examine ourselves in this. And the next quote, kingly power of reason. Just a bowl, please. Just a bowl. We're going to see why this is important. It's very important. Uh, in kingly power. No, she says in the quote that the kingly power of reason and something with with passion, if you can find it. Yeah, I'll read that part then. Okay. It's the last sentence on the page, page eight. Page eight, page eight, the last sentence. The kingly power of reason, sanctified by divine grace, is to bear sway in the life, intellectual power, physical stamina, and the length of life depend upon immutable laws. Through obedience to these laws, Man may stand conqueror of himself, conqueror of his own inclinations, conqueror of principalities and powers, of the rulers of darkness of this world, and of spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. That's it, right? Okay, so the kingly power of reason, when reason bears sway in the soul temple, we're going to gain the victory at the Sunday law. If we come to the Sunday law with our reason, not the ruling element, we're immediately going to fail at the Sunday law. Immediately going to fail at the Sunday law. What's the next heading? Because this is where I'm going with this. 
Is that's it? All right, praise God. I didn't put that in there because this is where I want to go with this, the Sunday law. If feelings is guiding us and it guides us to the Sunday law, we're going to be lost. We're going to be lost. Because Satan is guiding the world through their passions. Since, since before 1989, God was trying to, trying to counsel America to live by the Constitution, live by the Constitution, live by the Constitution. Since 1798 to 1989, the Holy Spirit's been striving with America to, uh, to function by the Constitution. This is your reason, and this is, your this is the secret of your power and your prosperity. Living by these Constitution, this is designed to keep your passions in check. But when 1989 came, what did the Lord do? He withdrew his spirit. And since that time, everything we see coming up, what is it all about? Feelings. Feelings. It's all about feelings. If you feel like a dog, you're a dog. If you feel like a man, you're a woman, you're a man. It's all about feelings now. And Satan is leading the whole world captive and taking them right down to the Sunday law where he knows as long as they remain in that state, they're going to be overthrown. So then what is the test for us? Ever since the Gospels began to be preached, the Lord is only trying to get us to put our feelings in subjection to reason. Reason is to bear sway. And here's what the Lord showed from that. The image of the beast and the mark of the beast is a man whose feeling controls him. Revelation 17. But before we go to 17, you know, can somebody turn there real quick? Revelation 17. But before you go there, in Revelation 13, in Revelation 13, we're told, we're told that America is going to make an image to the beast. That's what America is going to do. Well, what is a beast in Bible prophecy? A nation or a kingdom. So when America makes an image to the beast, what are they going to do? They're going to look like a, a, a kingdom that was before them. That's what they're going to do. They're going to make an image that looks just like the kingdom that was before them. And when you go to Revelation 17, we're given a visual picture of what the kingdom that was before America looks like. And can somebody go there and just read a verse and say, I, when I was carried into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored. Revelation 17 verse, I think it's three. Revelation 17, three. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of the names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. And the, the part where they were drunk with the wine. No, that's before. That was before? Okay, you can read that. Too. All right, I'll start from verse 1. Okay. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of a fornication. What have been made with, drunk with? Wine the wine of her teaching. Yep. And what is her teaching going to lead? What does wine lead people to do? What, what does it make people reasonable or does it make people live by their passion? It makes them live by their passion. So every teaching of the papacy is designed to make men turn to their feelings rather than their reason. Every single doctrine the papacy teaches, it, it enhances our feelings and it does nothing to the reason. It keeps the reason in captivity and it lets passion have loose reign. 
That's the teaching of the papacy. And every minister who stands in a pulpit who's not literally in the Catholic Church, I'm dealing with the Seventh-day Adventist Church. We may not be in the Catholic Church, but we may have Catholic way of teaching our message. Our, the message we preach may tend to, to excite people's passions rather than convince their understanding of right from wrong, good from evil. Every message that stands in the pulpit, their teaching should be tended to convince the understanding this is right and this is wrong. This is good and this is evil. And that's the kind of person you want to be around. Someone who's going to be willing to tell you right from wrong by the way of reason. Go ahead. That's it? Drunk with the wine. Okay, so now I want to add this part, and I hope, that, I hope our reasoning can understand. John says the angel spoke with him, so the angel is, is reasoning with John. The angel is reasoning with John. Now I want us to see something. He said, if you keep going in that chapter, he says, I'm going to show you a mystery about this woman and about, and about the, the beast that carries her. So in order to understand that, if we don't have a, let, let this mind be, in, you know, what it says, he that, have under, he that have wisdom, let him count the number of the beast. That's Revelation 13. So if you don't have wisdom, reason in mind, you're not going to understand the mystery. You just won't get it. So here's what, what I want to show from this. When you go to Isaiah 14, turn with me, go to Isaiah 14. Go to Isaiah 14 and, uh, and read from verse 12. I believe it's verse 12 where it introduces Lucifer. That's where it starts, right? Verse 12. Okay, but before you read that, I just want to say in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make man in our image after our what? Lightness. So God, he reasons and he has feelings. He made man to have reason and feelings. God feels. He feels too. But God knows how to perfectly control his what? His feelings by his reason. He knows how he knows. So when he made man in his image, he made man in the same exact way. To have perfect control over his feelings by his reason. He made the angels that way to have perfect control over reason and feelings to have perfect control so where where did feeling now begin to gain the ascendancy where did that come from where did that come from this is what we're about to read in isaiah chapter 14. can i have on verse 12 please art thou fallen from heaven o lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground and did didst weaken the nations for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high. You can start right there. What will he be like? The most high. He's going to create a new image. He's making an image to the beast. He's forming an image to the kingdom that he's in. Does everyone see that? He's in the kingdom of God, and he says, I will be like him. I will make an image to this kingdom. I'm going to make an image, but it's not after God's order. He's going to put what? Feelings or passions in place of reason. How do I know that's what happened? Because Jesus told us. Jesus says the first great commandment is to do what? Love the Lord thy God with what? Can he do that by that text? So he violated his conscience. He violated his reason. The first commandment says, thou shalt have no other what? He put himself in the place of God. It says in, that, in those same verses, because it says that he said in his heart. Amen. So he said, he Amen. said that through his, 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 his feelings. feelings. Amen. He's putting his feelings in the place of God. 
He's making feelings God. It's going to it's sitting in his temple and showing itself to be what? God. That's what his feelings is doing. When we listen to our feeling, we're allowing our feelings to be our God and not reason. That's what we're doing. And we don't see we're on our way to set up the image to the beast. Anyone who lives by their feelings is doing the exact same thing that Lucifer did in heaven. The exact same thing. Setting up the woman in your own heart. The woman is a symbol of feelings. It's passions. That's what the woman is. It's a symbol of that. She should be subject. So the husband is placed in the home to keep a woman's feelings in check. It's literally like that. It's supposed to be like that. Women is going to struggle. They're above all of us, they're going to struggle with feelings. And God says, woman, your husband shall rule over you. What was Christ saying? He shall tell you what to feel and what not to feel. He's going to tell you what's a right feeling from a wrong feeling. He has the ability to do that. That's what, that's what the Bible's teaching us. And then it says, husband, make sure you have the right feelings towards your wife. Like Christ had towards the church. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Have the right feelings towards her. Let your reason teach you how to love your wife. But make sure you teach your wife that feeling in which she holds is not a good feeling. Wife, you're speaking to me from your feelings right now. You're not speaking to me from a reasonable place. In fact, you can't even tell her that when she's speaking from her feelings. You're going to have to wait for another time. That's what Christ did. When the feelings wore off of Adam and Eve, then Christ brought the gospel. Is everyone following? How do I know that's true? Because Christ waited for 4,000 years for paganism to wear off of people and they were tired of it. And then the father said, okay, now it's time to go. Now that paganism has, now people see that paganism is foolishness. Now reason now is bearing sway. Now that man is now eating the swine's flesh because it's the Roman teaching. Now that the prodigal son has come to his senses, it's time for you to go to earth, Christ. It's time for you to go restore man out. Now they're in a place to hear proper reason. But the Romans chose to cling to their passions. To be a Roman, it means to live by your passion. You see why I like this, this image? Because Babylon, they still had some reason. The Medes and the Persians, you know how I know Babylon had reason? Nebuchadnezzar accepted the gospel. The Medes and the Persians still had reason. You know how I know they had reason? Cyrus accepted the gospel. But reason is shrinking away. When you come to the Grecian Empire, the third and the fourth kingdom, they're so linked to each other. Reason is gone by the time you come to Greece. There's no record of any king in Greece accepting God anymore. Reason is losing its power. When we reject the first light and go by our passions like Belshazzar, this is the stage that we're going to go in. When we come to the Roman stage, it's practically next to impossible to convince you that feelings is not God. Feelings is not God. Brothers and sisters, if our, if our feelings become iron in the soul, we're in trouble. Is everyone following? Amen. If our feelings become iron, we're in trouble. That's why it's blood. That's why, yeah, we're in trouble. But God is still going to try. He's still going to send his son. He's still going to send him. He's still going to send him. Praise God, some people repented in the kingdom of iron. Some people repented in that kingdom because God is able to break the iron heart. Amen. He's able to do it if we will allow him. How do I know that? Peter was a Roman. John was a Roman. Matthew was a Roman. Paul was a full-fledged Roman. 
He was controlled by his passions. He said, I killed them because if they spoke against the sanctuary, I killed them. I didn't even stop to think. I threw them in prison. And then Christ arrested them. How did Christ arrest them? Paul, why are you, you oh, kicking? Yeah. Kicking yeah, you're kicking against the pricks. Christ was speaking to his reason. And, and Paul said, Lord, who art thou? Is it you, Lord? Yes, it's me. Why are you fighting me? You hear my voice. Stop fighting me. Stop letting your feelings lead you astray. Give up that Roman, that Roman way of life and accept the heavenly way of life. And that's what Paul did. So the, what I, I'm praying that we can understand. I'm really praying and asking the Lord to help me to convey this thought. The image to the beast is to allow the woman of our feelings to ride our reason. And our reason is held captive by that woman. Only Christ can take that thing off of us. Only Christ can put the woman back in subjection to the kingdom. Only Christ can do that. And I pray that he says, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him. How is he going to sup with us? Just go to John chapter 2. He's going to come in and cleanse the temple. He's going to put away wrong feelings that's been holding us captive for so long and making us unreasonable people. Laodiceans, when we're lukewarm, they live solely by their, reason, their feelings. And Christ says if we continue in this state, he's going to spew us out of our mouth, his mouth. He's going to spew us out because we're living by our feelings. Our religion, everything about us is our feelings. Some of us may not come to church on Sabbath because we didn't feel till that morning. Some of us might have missed morning worship because we, we were tired. We felt tired. So I didn't wake up to have worship because I was tired. You know what the Lord showed me with that? That's a bunch of nonsense. Because Job, he, Job was, he, was, he was tired. He was beat up. He lost his family. He lost his job. He lost his business. He lost his money. And the Bible ended by saying, Job worshiped. He didn't let his feeling get the best of him. Satan was trying his feelings. And Job did not let his feelings get the best of him. You know what else Job did? Satan made him sick because he thought if he made Job sick, he would not want to worship God. But what did Job do? Woman, you speak like one of the foolish women. Shall not we receive good at the hands of the Lord as well as evil? Job was a reasonable man. Job understood that when Adam and Eve fall, the kingdom they chose for man was a kingdom of good and evil. That's why we're here. This kingdom of good and evil have to run its course. How long is its course? God already said from the beginning. Here's what reason going to say. The kingdom is going to have seven days. God knew this earth would fall. And he says this earth has a limit of seven days. Is everyone following? So this system of good and evil... We're in the last days of it. And if we don't overcome the evil nature of passions, we can't join Christ's kingdom of reason. Christ is trying to bring us into the kingdom of righteousness. Righteousness means a reasonable people. To do righteousness is to do it by way of reason. When Lucifer fell, he lost his mind. The commandment says, listen to how beautiful God's word is. The second commandment says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image of anything in where? Heaven above. What did he do? He made one in the very place of heaven. He made an image in heaven. In the very place the second commandment says not to do. You lost your mind. 
And he took that image and he came to this earth and he breathed that ear into Eve. And Eve received that image thinking that feelings is more superior than reason. That's the mark of the beast. To have the mark of the beast is to reach a place where you think your feelings is to rule you and not your reason. That's the mark of the beast. The woman, the papacy, is a church that's ruled by passions, not reason. That's why Martin Luther had no success. That's why Tyndale had no success. That's why Jerome had no success. That's why Wycliffe had no success. Because they were speaking to swines. Swine don't reason. They just eat whatever they want. And if you get in their way, they'll eat you too. Is that not what pigs do? That's what they do. That's what unreasonable people do. So you know what the Lord showed? When someone gets in their passion, when you reason with them, it's just pouring fuel on the fire. That's all it is. And that's why when you go to Genesis 19, Ellen White says Lot's word was like fuel on the fire. So you know how the seven last plagues is going to come? The Lord is going to bring the message to a people and the words we're going to speak is literally fuel for the fire. And those plagues are going to be hot because man passions is going to be so roused to the max because of the reason of Revelation 18. They hated them on account of the Sabbath because they couldn't overthrow their reason. None but God could overthrow Amen. No, who? Amen. None. I really love what the Lord is teaching us. And my brothers and sisters, I pray that this week Christ held up his right hand to us. I pray he held it up. And I pray that we give reason its proper place in our life. Amen. Amen. Let reason have its proper place from here to Sabbath coming. It's a daily reasonable walk. We, the Bible says this is our reasonable service. If you're walking by your feelings, it's unreasonable. You can know if you're walking by your feelings. You know how you know? Hold up your feelings in the light of God's word. If God's word make you feel bad, you're walking by your feelings. It's, that's not difficult. The word of God says, it teaches us we should not be eating meat. If you get offended every time you hear a minister say you shouldn't be eating meat, you're not walking in the light of God's word. You're not doing that. Because the words I just spoke just cut your feelings. Because it's saying put your feelings in subjection to my word. If you wear jewelry or you wear makeup or whatever, it doesn't matter. Just bring, bring all these things to the word of God, to the mirror of his word, and see. That's why Christ says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the white fire and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and eyesight that thou mayest see. And then he says, be zealous therefore and repent. As many as I love, I rebuke in what? Chasten. What is he rebuking? The wrong feeling in which you're harboring. He's speaking to our conscience. And if we give way to the reason, I, I, I really want us to give way to reason. That's my desire, that we give way to let reason bear sway. It's painful to the flesh. It's supposed to be. It's painful to have our feelings crossed. It does hurt. But here's, here's the funny thing. It only hurts for that time because when that feeling is gone, you don't even remember in most cases. Only if that feeling gets aroused again. Then you remember and then you go crazy. Then you go crazy trying to, answer, trying to fix an argument. By Arguments cannot be fixed by feelings. You can't use feelings to fix arguments. Arguments can only be fixed by reason. That's the only way we can, we can fix an argument. Problems is not solved by feelings. We can only solve them by reason. 
Marriages are not fixed by feelings. They can only be fixed by reason. Relationships can't be fixed by feelings. They're fixed by reason. And when we have the right reason, we'll have the right feeling. And then we can embrace both of them because the thoughts is right, so the feelings is right. And then we can embrace each other. So my prayer is that we will examine ourselves and look to see how we're walking. Because every day that we wake up in the morning, we have to say to ourselves, am I going to live by reason today or am I going to live by my feelings today? Am I going to allow my feelings to guide me through this day or am I going to allow reason to guide me through this day? And hopefully by the grace of God, he will pour good feelings into my soul for doing that which is right so that I can have both of those complement the work that I'm doing today. When God says everything he's made is very good, a good feeling came over God too. And a good feeling came over our first parents. And they kept the Sabbath with their reason and their feelings in check. So the latter rain is given to a people who has their reason and their feelings in check. And that's why Ellen White can say it will be falling on hearts all around us and some is not going to discern nor receive it because reason was not healed. They, they strengthen their feelings so much that any reasonable things that's said to them only gets them angry. It only inflames them. Because they know by reason you're right, but their feelings would not allow them to reasonably accept the right. Because when it was gold, that was the time to do it. When it was silver, that was the time to do it. When it was brass, that was the time to do it. But man, when it's iron, it's, it's next to impossible to do it. But I thank God, it's in that impossibility that God sent his son, and he still says it can be done. It can be done, but to do it now at this point, is in terrible things in righteousness. And that's, that's what we're going through. The Lord has given us an, given us an experience, and the experience in which he's given, given to us is to see if we're going to make a decision based on our feelings and reason. Right now, funds is low, but reason has a duty for us to do, and feelings is going to come in, and, feeling, and we, have to, we have to check this. We have to check our feelings. Is, is it feelings that's leading me to do what I'm doing, or is it reason? That's leading me to do it. And the only way we can know is by going and turning to the scriptures. So I pray that this week the Lord would have raised his right hand for he did, whether we, like Swinon said, he did. But I pray that we, we're, our hearts are open to, to, to receive it so that we can be cleansed of the wrong thoughts that leads to wrong feelings and that we can receive the right thoughts. And here's this last point I want to end. You may be doing the right thing, but there's no good, the, the feeling is not there to match the right thing you're doing. Y'all want to know why that is? Because the bad feeling in you is fighting against that good thought. It's trying to bring you back into captivity. So it's going to, you're, you're, I'm serious, our body does fight us. It really does fight us. When we receive the truth, bad feel, Satan would enhance our bad feeling to make us think that the thing in which we receive can't be good because I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I accepted this truth, but I don't feel good. And what does the Bible say? Though it tarry, though the good feeling tarry, wait for it. It shall what? Surely come. Because weeping may endure for a night. But what? Joy comes in the morning. The feeling is coming. Just wait. Your feelings is just fighting against the good thought. We need to understand this. I have a burden. I really want us to get this. When the Lord teaches us the truth, feelings is going to fight. It's going to fight that truth to make us think it's wrong. But we must depend upon reason. This is not wrong. This is right. 
And God says, the weeping of fighting this is only for a night. If I just wait out with this right, he says, I'm going to have joy in the morning. Because that's literally the experience of the Sunday law. Keeping the Sabbath is not going to feel right. For, because of the situation where Christ says, in me, you have peace. But in the world, you'll have what? Tribulation. The body is going to suffer. But your reason, by reason, you should be happy. Because you're getting the victory over some evil that's in your life. Passions is not controlling you anymore. Reasons is controlling you. So be happy. Offer the sacrifices of joy. Be happy. That's what Job did. He offered sacrifices of joy even though he was suffering. He says, even though he slay me, yet still I what? Trust him. Though that's the, the, the joy we should have. Go ahead. The Bible says, buy of me gold tried in the fire. And the gold is reason, basically. Amen, right? yes. Because the gold will, will have you going to God and ask him Amen. what's happening. And this text, I like it very much. It says, how be it, there's 2 Chronicles 32 and verse 31. It says, how be it, in the business of the ambassadors of the prince of Babylon, who sent him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land. God left him to try him Amen. that he may know all that was in his heart. And I love this text because the feeling won't come because God left you. Yes. That's what you, God left you to try you. But he sent you a comfort. Yes. The whole, amen. Amen. And the trying is so that he may know, that you may know. That you're not living by What's feeling. in your heart. You amen. may know that, that there is something in you fighting that good feeling. Amen. Because reason says, I just did something according to God's word. Amen. Why am I not having the result or the feeling that should come along with doing something um, right in God's word? Reason says that. Amen. But the Lord says, I left you. Amen. I left you to try you so that you may know that evil is, is in your heart that's fighting the good feeling. So it's and nice. what's your evidence for that? My God, my God. Yep. Why Lions hast thou forsaken me? But Christ held on to his faith because Christ was Job. Though you slay me, yet will I trust you. And he died in faith because at the end of that, his face lit up like the sun. He knew he got the victory before he died. He knew he got it. His face lit up, Ellen White says, and he died. He says, Father, into thy hand, I commend my... The joy came to him right there, you know... I really like this thought. We was watching. Uh, I know I'm, I'm over time, but I just want to throw this part in there because it was really sweet to me when the Lord showed it. When Christ says it was finished, he looked all the way down to the close of probation and saw the last person making the decision. And he saw the last person choosing him. And then Christ's face lit up. Ah, it is finished. The last person has chosen me. And he died and gave up the ghost to save us. That's what he did. He was divine and human. He looked all the way down to the last person choosing to no longer live by his feelings, but live by reasons. And Christ says, it is finished. I'm satisfied. And he died. He died. And I pray that this evening, I hope he's satisfied with, with whatever thought we're willing to receive um, from what is taught today that will lead by, be a way of leading us to a full recovery and a full healing. Feelings come, but they're only temporary because this kingdom of good and evil is temporary. But reason, eternal. It's eternal. It will last forever. 
And when reason lasts forever, God is going to give us good feelings that's going to last how long? Forever. Because we have eternal reason in the right way so we can have eternal peace in the right way in the kingdom of righteousness, in, the, in where Christ has gone to prepare for us. So I pray that we'll make a transfer from this kingdom of good and evil in our hearts this evening into the kingdom of righteousness the, 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 of our Savior, um, Jesus. So if there's no other thoughts, um, are there any prayer requests for this evening? Um, I know the general one is finance and um, country living, health. Um, Brethren's in Jamaica. Have a right Trip and the trips, amen, and the work before us. Fuck, I have a writer. I know he's good. Amen. Yes, one of the most important things. One of the important three things. <coughs> I don't know if that's a text coming in with a um, thing. I gotta leave it on. Amen. That's, that's exactly what Genesis chapter 3 teaches to Eve. That's what Christ said to Eve. That's what he, that's what he If we study that out, that's what he said to the woman. So I, I do indeed pray, um, pray for that. We do pray for that, that, that the Lord will um, help the woman amongst us. But we must also remember the church in general is a woman too. Amen. So we, the men also got to keep his feelings in check. But, it's, but that passion is stronger in women. You know, so I understand that. You said finance, ISAV. Finance, ISAV, country yeah. living, the work, the work before us, um, the brethren in Jamaica, and and women get the victory over their feelings and let put let reason bear sway. How many is that? Right, six, seven, seven, seven. We'll just take two prayers. I'll do the first three, and if I have somebody pray for the last four, you know, there's a way we can combine all of them in one, you know, for the Lord to do. What was the first three? Finance, ISAB, and health. Finance, ISAB, and health. Shall we pray? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I, I really do want to thank you for your mercies, O oh God, and thank you for helping us to understand your word. And, and to come to a place, O oh Lord, where we can have reason um, reign in the temple and, and, and so that we can have right thoughts, which, which should lead to right feelings. And Father, um, you're helping us to understand these things um, because you want to, you're, you're giving us the ISAF slowly but surely. You're making us of good understanding so that we can detect good and evil. And when we have this good understanding, Lord, we'll be able to detect the good and evil in our own selves. Because we're in a world of good and evil, O oh Lord, and man is built upon this good and evil system, on which Romans 7 says there's an evil in us that's, that's fighting against the good. But, but Paul says, I thank God through Jesus Christ that which, with, with the flesh we, um, we serve the law of sin, but with the mind we serve Christ. And I pray and ask the Lord that you help us to receive Christ and that, that he might come into our temples and keep the flesh and its evil passions subdued to the point where hopefully one day he'll blot this out from us and we will have that new heart that you want us to have. But now we can have a taste of that new heart because that we have the gift of the Holy Spirit given to us. And Lord, we need the Holy Spirit so that we can have the eyes out. And Lord, I pray for our finance that you please have mercy upon us for we are in need. We're all in need, O oh Lord. The ministry 
and those of us in this ministry, and there may be those watching who have financial needs as well. And you said we should feel needy, and then we should pray. And Lord, we place these needs before you, and we really pray and ask that you bless us. But while we wait, oh Lord, help us to be reasonable in our waiting and not do unreasonable things because the, the difficulties of, of, of the financial struggles is come, coming upon us. Please help reason to bear sway in this struggle, oh Lord, for there is a fight taking place. Every time we're tempted, a fight takes place, whether we're going to give way to reason or give way to feelings. And I pray and ask, oh Lord, that you give us grace that we may give way to reason and wait on you to help us in our financial situations. And may you give us wisdom on what we can do that will aid and help our financial situations. And Lord, I believe the other one was country living. And I pray and ask that you open up a way for us to move to the country. For Lord, living in the country is designed by you, for your people at the end of the world, to help our reason. Living in the city makes it impossible to almost live by reason. City living really, it, it, in this world, oh Lord, because of the sins taking place, it leads men to be unreasonable, makes it hard to live, to live by reason and not have passions control you because of the, the, the so much change in circumstances and there's so much change in scene and environments. And Lord, I pray and ask that you help us, that you'd open up, so open up a way for us to go into the country. For you said to consider the lilies, you said to look at the birds, you said to consider the ants. And all these things in nature tend to heal the mind and make us consider and be reasonable people. The Bible says that ants, they, they gather their food in the summer because they know that winter's coming when it's going to be hard to have food. So the ants even teaches that we should reason. Everything in nature teaches us that we should be reasonable people. So I pray and ask, O oh Lord, that you'd open up, open up a way for us to go to the country so that another phase of our healing can take place. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Merciful Father, Lord, we continue in prayer, Lord thanking you first for gathering us this evening, Lord, for waving your glorious right arm, uh, Lord, um, flashing the light upon us. Please help us to keep our eyes on you, O Lord, that we would not fall into that dark and wicked world below. For there, Lord, feelings take um, precedent uh, and reason, Lord, is thrown out. So we thank you for, for, for such a message. We thank you. And we pray that this, this message will carry us on through the Sabbath, O Lord, where you will tabernacle with us and that um, you will give us even greater light, O oh Lord, uh, bringing us higher and higher, Lord, on, on our current walk with you. Lord, we bring our petitions before you. Lord, we pray for our, our wives and, and, and our, our daughters, Lord. And we know, Lord, from Eden, it was uh, the woman, Lord, who was deceived by the serpent, O oh Lord, the woman who let her feelings uh, be overwhelmed, uh, be overtaken by the serpent, O oh Lord. And, and through that, Lord, um, you were forced, uh, uh, you, were, you moved, Lord, to, to place the woman in subjection to the man simply because, Lord, of that, that reason, that, 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 that uh, passion, that, that, that uh, feeling, O oh Lord, that, that, that Satan um, seeks to exploit, Lord, for he knows that she is the weaker vessel. And, Lord, we pray for our wives, we pray for our, ch for, for our daughters. We ask, Lord, that you'll please help them uh, to be strong. But we also ask, Lord, that as husbands, that you will give, you will give us wisdom, that you will help us, Lord, to, to, to um, show forth strength, Lord, that can only come from you, that our wives may be willing to listen when, when we speak, Lord, and when we, we, um, we, we, we move to correct and, 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 and to explain, O Lord, why something is reason and some things are feelings, O Lord. We pray and ask for wisdom in that area for both husbands and wives, but we pray most of our wives that you may strengthen them to overcome. Give them um, 
strength to deal with the children as well a lot for the children sometimes is a source of of of, of antagonizing their feelings so we pray and ask that you uh, strengthen them in these areas and that lord you will help them to see that it is because they must study studying lord because the paul says they reason out of the scriptures so lord some ways um our wives should spend much time in the scriptures and we pray that you'll embed that in their minds that they may um they they may do these things O oh lord that um as they seek uh, as they reason with you lord that you will reason with them we, we pray that you'll please um be with our health lord we ask that you'll um be with those of us who who, who are dealing with ailments Lord, and we know that these ailments are also for reasons, so help us to seek the, um, the reasons for, for these things among us, Lord, one of which is so that we can have compassion one for another. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you will please bring healing to our brethren here, Lord, each one who, who are dealing with, um, with, with, with ailments, Lord, for um, help us to know, Lord, if there is which law we are violating and that we can um, repent, O oh Lord, and turn uh, to the obedience of that law, that, that healing may come to our physical body in the same way that healing comes to our spiritual body when we obey uh, the truth. We pray, Lord, that you'll please bless um, bless our steps, Lord, as we uh, look forward to the work before us. Lord, you said that man devised his ways, but God directs his steps. And so we ask, O oh Lord, that as, as we go forward, Lord, to do your work, to do your will, O oh Lord, that indeed we may be shining lights before men, that they may see your good work and glorify the Father which is in heaven. So please, Lord, Cover it. May you go forward uh, before us, O Lord. May you help us to keep that light of the midnight cry that is shining all along the path. For that helps us to see the work ahead, O Lord. And, and help us, O Lord, to, 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 to walk uh, in the manner in which you have prescribed, O Lord, as you direct our steps. And, and, and be with us in our planning. Be with us, O Lord, in, in, in how we use the means that you provide for us. May you please help us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves as we go forward um, executing your work. And finally, O oh Lord, we pray for our brethren in Jamaica. Lord, we know not um, uh, 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 what they are going through, Lord, um, at all times, but we know, Lord, that Satan do not like to see people who come together under the banner of the third angel message, Lord. He does not like to see people who wants to, to break his power over them, O oh Lord. And so we pray and ask that you will be with them there, that you will please uh, grant them wisdom Lord, in dealing with whatsoever things that they may be dealing with there. And we pray and ask, O oh Lord, that you'll keep them in your care, keep them safe, Lord, keep them studying, uh, keep them, Lord, give them an understanding heart, O oh Lord, that, that, that when we meet again, O oh Lord, that sweet fellowship we can have with them, Lord, in, in, in sharing uh, the feasts in which you've provided in, in the scriptures. We thank you, Lord, for, for them. We thank you for this little gathering. And we pray, O oh Lord, that as we go uh, go throughout this evening that you will please help us to meditate on these things that they may be etched in our hearts and that we can put them to practice. Please forgive us for our sins, dear Father, creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. And we ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us throughout the rest of this evening. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.